0: There is no limit to the amount of good you can do if you don't care who gets the credit. Ronald Reagan. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might have been. I'm Paul. Seems like a good time to look at some myths about a man who towers over late 20th century history and politics, and whose name is invoked for widely divergent views. To this day, Ronald Reagan, the 40th president of the United States. Now, before getting into some of the myths about Reagan, I want to back up my divergent views comment with a few quotes. The following are some things said about the late president by people you might not expect, as well as some you probably would. In a speech following her election as Speaker of the House in January of 2019, Nancy Pelosi used Reagan's words while defending undocumented immigrants brought to the U.S. as children. Reagan, she said, once said, quote, if we ever close the door to new Americans, our leadership in the world will soon be lost. End quote. On the completely opposite end of the political spectrum from Pelosi, President Donald Trump once said of Reagan, quote, I think Ronald Reagan was one of the great presidents, period. Not just recently. I thought he had the demeanor. I thought he had the bearing. I thought he had the thought process. End quote. Swinging back to the left again, in 2008, former President Barack Obama, addressing a group of Christian leaders, quoted Reagan from 1980, speaking to a group of religious conservatives, saying, quote, I know you can't endorse me, but I endorse you. End quote. You'll hear everyone from Bernie Sanders to Joe Biden to, again, Donald Trump, either quote Reagan in a way that supports their position on an issue or praise him in some way to score political points. The question is why? Why in a time when we're utterly divided politically, will both parties invoke the father of modern American conservatism? The easy and somewhat cynical answer is that both sides hope to stake some claim to Reagan's legacy, popularity, and supporters. But while true, this still doesn't explain the why Why would someone on the far left even mention Reagan's name when they would never mention another Republican, except maybe to show that Trump isn't really a Republican? The answer to that brings us to the myth of Reagan, one that I, and anyone who was alive during his years on the world stage, have watched grow, morph, and be revised over the years since his death. It may be hard for those not alive during the 1980s to understand, but Reagan was by no means universally revered while he was president. The passage of time has left us with a memory of the highlights, such as his crushing re-election victory over Walter Mondale in 1984, where he won 49 of 50 states and captured the Electoral College with 525 electoral votes to Mondale's 13, the most electoral votes ever won by a presidential candidate. We remember the Iran hostage crisis ending with his election, as well as the thaw with the Soviet Union that immediately preceded the end of the Cold War. What's largely forgotten is the Iran-Contra scandal, his devastatingly slow response to the AIDS epidemic, and his support of repressive regimes in Central America and the apartheid government of South Africa. But again, none of this explains the why of the deification of Ronald Reagan. I believe this happened for a few key reasons all of which have formed a perfect storm around his memory. Perhaps the main thing that has grown Reagan's legacy is the same thing that propelled him to his landslide victories in 1980 and 1984, a carefully crafted image of a great American statesman. His training as an actor enabled him to project an image of strength and vitality, even as a man in his seventies, that dwarfed both his immediate predecessors, Ford and Carter, and his unfortunate successor, George H.W. Bush. Both his quips and his more memorable speeches have caused him to be labeled the Great Communicator, with little regard to the fact that he was delivering lines always written by others. Lincoln wrote great speeches. Reagan read great scripts. A second reason for the idealizing of Reagan is related in no small part to the mindset that got Trump elected in 2016 with the slogan, Make America Great Again. Whether consciously or unconsciously, we all idealize the past, thinking things were so much better back then than they are now. In some instances, this may even be true. For the most part, it's simply nostalgia, induced by the fact that we already know the outcome of the past, while the present and future hold massive uncertainty. Reagan used this as a part of his own campaign with lines like, are you better off now than four years ago? And it's morning in America. And the more divided we become, the more the seeming unanimity we had during his term appeals to us. Looking back without any context, someone winning 49 out of 50 states today seems impossible but we sure would love to see it. The final cause of the revision, even the rehabilitation of Reagan's legacy, is probably the saddest. Watching a once vibrant man descend into the ravages of Alzheimer's at a time when we were just really learning about the disease made even his staunchest critics face their own mortality as we had not as a nation since John F. Kennedy's assassination 40 years earlier. It's no coincidence that shortly after Reagan left office, his popularity was even below that of Jimmy Carter. Yet after his 1994 disclosure that he had Alzheimer's, his popularity skyrocketed and has only grown greater over time. I had intended, as I said earlier, to go through some of the individual myths about Ronald Reagan as I have with other leaders and historical figures in past episodes. However, I don't think that's really necessary, at least not in this episode. Fittingly, it's not the myths about Reagan that matter as much as the myth of Reagan. And even as one vehemently opposed to historical revisionism, I wonder if this isn't one myth we need, especially today. People need heroes. People need to believe that there's someone that can bring us all together. And Ronald Reagan has become one since his death that maybe, in a time of anti-heroes, we need. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so leave a comment. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.